For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by JJ Peterson, and we're going to explore the concept of using story in your marketing, and we're going to get into theory and psychology and practical stuff that's going to blow your mind. Trust me, you're going to love it. By the way, I am at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter if you're interested in reaching out. And if you're new to this show, be sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of our future episodes. We've got an incredible lineup coming your way. Let's transition over to this week's interview with JJ Peterson. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Dr. J.J. Peterson. If you don't know who he is, you need to know J.J. He is the head of StoryBrand at StoryBrand, a company that helps businesses clarify their stories. J.J. is also co-author of the book, Marketing Made Simple, and he's host of the Marketing Made Simple podcast. He also teaches in the Master's of Marketing program at Vanderbilt University. J.J., welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited you're here today. Today, JJ and I are going to explore the theory and practice of using story in your marketing. But before we go there, let's talk about your story and how the heck you got into story. It's a very meta question, but I would love to hear how you got into this. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, because I work in story a lot, people always ask me that. And I have, you know, a wild kind of all over the place story, you know, grew up even in Kenya and wow. traveled all over the world and everything. But really, I think what really dove me into story from a very early age was my dad. My dad is an incredible storyteller. He was a preacher. And when we would go on road trips, he would put in tapes of Garrison Keeler. And we would just listen. We didn't listen to music. We listened to spoken stories by Garrison Keeler. Who is Garrison for those that don't know? He was just a storyteller that would tell these stories about where he grew up in Lake Wobegon. <laughs> and he would tell these just like hilarious, funny stories. And we just, that's what we did as a family is we literally listened to stories all day long. And my dad would even point out, I, I clearly remember my dad even pointing out to us, notice how he gets quiet here when he tells this part or where he gets louder. And that just, we grew up with that. And so I was always interested in storytelling and movies and everything. And I ended up studying communications in college and then went and worked for a nonprofit, did marketing and fundraising for a nonprofit that did community development in Central America, Central and Mexico. 
and kind of got into comedy a little bit while I was there. Oddly enough, it's a weird thing. I was living in the slums of Tijuana and then also doing comedy in San Diego. (laughs) So Ah. kind of got into that whole world. And that really just shaped my journey from then on. I kind of became somebody who became very interested in stories and movies. And through my journey, I ended up getting my master's actually in theology and the arts, study of theology and story and movies and television and music, and became a professor, started teaching communications, and ultimately became dean of students. And all along the way, I kind of was in and out of Hollywood, doing some acting and writing and a little bit of directing. And uh, I was at this school in Southern California as dean of students, and I sold a reality television show to a production company, as you do when you live in Southern California. And (laughs) the show is called Bad A Brothers, and it starred my brothers and I, and the premise behind it was that my brothers and I were so not bad A, badass, that we couldn't even say the word. And we would travel around the United States and find these old laws that were still on the books. Like you can't cross the Minnesota border with a duck on your head, things like that. (laughs) And we would research the history behind these laws. And then we would break these laws. So I was at the school and I was leaving to kind of pursue some of this reality television stuff that I had been creating. And I invited in to speak to my students, a man named Donald Miller, who at the time was really kind of becoming one of the foremost experts in story. And he was teaching people at the time how to live a great story with your life. Basically, how do you actually be the hero of your own story? And so I wanted to bring him into my students and we just connected and became really good friends. And I had been doing story and teaching story and teaching communication and teaching marketing. And he was just getting ready to start this company called Story Brand that really took all those story principles and moved them from helping individuals position themselves as the hero of their own story and actually help companies create great stories with a little bit of a shift of by positioning your customer as the hero of the story. And so he was starting it and he said, well, why don't you come out and brand your television show? Why don't you try to figure out marketing messaging for your television show? And I did. And I just fell in love with the process. It was everything I had been trying to do and teach for 20 years, and he figured it out. And so I just started flying back and forth from LA to Nashville, helping companies clarify their message. In the meantime, I got my PhD in narrative theory and narrative marketing. My my PhD is actually in communications, but I studied narrative theory and narrative marketing. And from there, I, I haven't looked back. I've just been here and I live in Nashville and I travel all over the world helping companies clarify their message using story framework and story principles. Okay. So I'm going to ask you what narrative marketing is, but put a pin in that because we've got to go back to the reality TV show. <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it ever get picked up? It did not. Okay. It never made it. As also most things in Hollywood don't, but it ended up even creating two more reality television shows and was part of that production company for a while and then decided I didn't want to do that anymore and moved to Nashville. Okay. So now you're working for Donald Miller, specifically for Story Brand. That part is obvious by the introduction. The narrative marketing is not a phrase I've ever heard before, and I'm not sure my audience is familiar with this. So maybe you can describe what that is and what that means. Narrative marketing is really using story to communicate marketing messaging. So different than like talking about features or facts or even history 
or even trying to position yourself specifically as an expert in a field. It's really using the elements of story to communicate with customers well. And really it's how do you, more specifically, it's actually how do you invite customers into a story that they get to be a part of? Okay, so I would imagine there's not a lot of universities around the country that have PhDs in narrative marketing. Is that a fair, <laughs> is that a fair assessment? Like, is this like a new frontier for marketing? No, it's actually not. It's been studied for a long time. I mean, the PhD itself is actually in communications. And then you kind of pick the area that you're going to study. So, you know, in the sense of if you think of anybody who becomes a medical doctor, you start with kind of like studying the whole body. And then you focus in on, oh, I'm going to be a urologist or something, you know, an oncologist, right? Well, it's the same thing with PhDs is you study communications as a whole, and then you decide what area you want to specialize in, you know, language development or social media or anything. And mine, I just chose narrative marketing. Very cool. Okay. So just tell us a little bit about what your dissertation was about, if you don't mind, because I'm sure it's going to play its way into the rest of this interview a little bit. Yeah. So what I studied was first off, is narrative marketing effective? <laughs> that was, that was, I wanted to ask the question, you know, is narrative marketing effective? And I did a bunch of research and built on other people's research and really discovered that using narrative, using story in marketing is, I would argue, and most of the research shows that it's the most effective way to do marketing when you invite customers into a story that they get to be a part of. And so that was the first question. Does narrative marketing work? And I answered that. Then I wanted to answer the question, who does it work for? If you are a B2B company, if you are an influencer, if you are a nonprofit, if you are B2C, you sell direct customers or anything like that. If you are large, small individual, I tried to look at every variable I could think of to figure out like what influences this having more effectiveness in the market. And the reality was nothing made a difference. It worked for everybody. (laughs) The only thing I found, the only variable that actually made a difference is the more you used it. So the more you used the elements of story in your marketing in all areas, websites, social media, emails, sales pitches, the more you used it, the more effective it was. Yeah. And for those that don't have like master's degrees or PhDs, like I have a master's and I had to do a thesis, you know, there's usually a lot of studies involving human subjects. And I would imagine that was your case as well. You weren't just studying existing literature. You were doing your own like laboratory research with humans, right? Yeah. So it started with the research, kind of the history and what are all the theories that go into it. And then just did a huge, huge study with, I think it was over a thousand companies, asking them to kind of self-identify some things and then kind of go in and use that data to come to some conclusions. Very cool. Okay. So this audience that's listening to this podcast is a diverse global audience from all over the world, English speaking, but they include marketers from small, medium, and large businesses. They also include entrepreneurs who might own agencies or run small businesses. And they also include creatives, creators who are creating video, audio, the written word. And some of them might be just so focused on direct selling their products and services that they've maybe not considered marketing or maybe they've discounted marketing. So I would love you to make the case as to why they should pay attention to story in particular. Story is really, when when you look at the principles of story, story is really a sense-making device, right? So like, if I was to say to you, if I was to start to tell a story about my day, 
I take all the information from my day and I focus the main points. I, I basically get rid of all uh, extra information. You don't need to know what I had in my coffee this morning. You don't need to know that I stubbed my toe on the couch, right? If I'm just going to tell you a specific story with a specific purpose, I leave all that information out and boil it down to the main things that are actually going to make a difference for you and for the point that I'm trying to make. Story actually has rules that go to it. There's actually a formula for how stories work. And when you understand how that works, how story formula works and how that actually works with our brain and helps our brain focus on information, the better you understand how to tell stories, the better you can actually influence people to engage you, change their mind and change their actions. There's actually a lot of research behind the most basic way to say it is the better the story, the more clear the story the more influence that story actually has over people's thoughts and actions. So when I'm talking about telling stories, I'm not talking about entertaining people or making people cry with a sappy story. That's, that's for parties. But when we're talking about it in a marketing context, what we're talking about is understanding how to take all the information about your product, your service, or yourself and organize it in a way that actually makes sense to people who you're communicating to right? And it formulates it in a way that says, this is how you make people pay attention with good stories. Because the reality is right now is that the last research I read, it's somewhere between everybody receives between three and 5,000 commercial messages a day, three to 5,000. That's a lot. It is. And it might be even higher since we're on our phones a lot more these days. (laughs) But the way that our brain works is that our brain is really designed to keep us alive, right? Our brain is designed to keep us alive. And two of the ways that our brain does that is by helping us. The first thing is it helps us focus on things that help us survive and thrive. Our brain is always looking for information that helps us survive and thrive. So we do this at any given time without even thinking about it. If you walked into a movie theater, I could ask everybody in that movie theater, how many people know how many chairs are in this room? And nobody would raise their hand. But I could ask them, does everybody know where the exits are? And everybody would raise their hand. We automatically know, oh, if there's a fire, that's where I need to go. You can do that in a stadium anyway. Our brain just does that because it says, I don't need to know how much chairs are here, but I do need to know how to get out of here in case there's a fire. So that's the first thing our brains are always doing. The second thing is, is that our brains are trying to conserve calories. And what I mean by that is anytime we have to process information at a high level or really do any thinking, our brain is actually burning calories. It burns a lot of calories throughout the day. However, there is only a limited number of calories in our brain at any given time. And so the more we have to think, the more our brain diminishes, the calories diminish in our brain. Our brain knows we may get into a situation soon where it's an emergency and we have to run out that exit. And if that happens, I need to have calories left in my brain to be able to think through that process. So our brain says, if I have to focus and entertain and think about too many things at any given time, then I literally might die. I might die in the future. And so what our brain does is if something does not directly communicate to the thing that's in our brain that says, I need to pay attention to this because it contributes to my survival and thriving and doesn't do so in such a way 
that we don't have to burn any calories to understand, our brain is actually designed to tune out that information. It's designed to turn off. The average person daydreams about 30% of the day, which is a survival mechanism. So I say all of that to say, you asked, why should people understand and think about story and marketing? If you're trying to communicate anything to an audience, whether it's from a stage, through social media, through a website, all of that is going on in them at every given moment. They're receiving three to 5,000 commercial messages a day. They're only able to focus on the things that help them survive and thrive. And they're only able to focus on things that are really clearly communicated so that they don't have to burn any calories to understand. When you understand how story works and can tell a good story, it makes people pay attention. And it focuses their, their, all the stuff that's going on around them and says, this is important for you to understand. So if you're throwing facts at people or throwing useless information at people, they're literally in their, their body is literally going, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> like, I can't pay attention to this because I might die. That's literally how boring you are and how confusing you are. You're killing me. And so we use story to help people focus the information in a way that shows a customer or an audience why what we're talking to them about helps them survive and thrive and does so in such a way that they don't have to burn any calories to understand it. We were talking about this concept of narrative transportation. Is this like, I think that's the next thing, right? Like, do they get does their brain almost transport them into the story? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah. So what happens is, is when people see or experience a good story, to see or hear a good story, there's a phenomenon called narrative transportation. So when you throw like a bunch of facts at people, that's not a good story. But when they see or hear a good story, what happens is people actually start to transport themselves into the story. They actually see themselves in the story. So like if you're in a movie and you've ever jumped or you've laughed, or you've cried, you've experienced some form of narrative transportation. Now, the research goes on to say that when people experience higher levels of narrative transportation, meaning the better the story, the more they see themselves in the story, the more influence that story has on their thoughts and their actions. So when you tell a good story that is focused, that actually contributes to your customer survival and thriving, they see themselves in that story and that story then has influence over whether they actually engage with you or not. Well, I can tell you that our audience has narratively transported themselves into the story <laughs> that you've been telling because they just lost track of time, which is awesome. Now we're going to get into a little bit about how this, how to tell stories the right way, but I want to talk about some of the biggest mistakes that often we marketers slash creators make when we use stories and why it doesn't work. So go ahead and just hit on a couple of the big ones. So some of the big ones are kind of deal with a little bit of what I've just talked about. The first one is we think as marketers or business people or communicators that we're being clear and we're not, we're being confusing. Our message is all over the place. We're not actually talking about our products or our service or our brand in a way that people can easily see how it contributes to their survival and thriving. And we use phrases like, you know, like I, I've worked with companies where they'll say something like, we are innovators who are changing the world. Okay, but what do you do and why does it matter to me, right? Like they think they're being clear because they're being clever. They have a great little tagline there, but it has nothing to do with my survival and thriving. I'm not paying attention. So they're being unclear. That's the first mistake. Most people think they're being clear and they're not. 
The second mistake that people make is they actually position themselves. They're, they're trying to tell their company story and they position their company as the hero of the story. Why this doesn't work is because every customer that we're talking to, well, every human being really sees themselves as the hero of their own story. They are the main character in their own movie. And so if they are coming to you and they're the main character of their movie, and you are positioning yourself as the main character in your movie, you are now in a competing story with your customer. So when you position yourself as the hero of the story, you actually miss out on inviting your customer into a story that they can be the hero of, and they don't know why they need you. Yeah. And to help people understand this, it's kind of like going to a party and meeting someone for the first time and they can't stop talking about themselves. Yes. (laughs) Nobody, you're looking for the fastest exit out of there, right? I mean, it's the same concept, isn't it? It's the exact same concept. And it goes even deeper than that is that heroes in stories, this is, you know, something that you, you understand when you start studying stories is heroes in stories are actually weak. They're actually one of the weaker characters in a film. If you think about it, they're not really the hero till the end. <laughs> in the story, they are confused, they're overwhelmed, they're full of self-doubt, they're getting beat up, they're literally like bloody and beat up all the time. They're actually the weak character in the story. They may be physically strong, but in the story, they're actually very weak. The strong person is who we call the guide, the one who helps the hero in. So Yoda, Gandalf, Hamish, and Hunger Games – The people who actually help the hero win are actually the ones who are the strongest. They're the wisest. They've been there before. They've done it. They've already won the day. So when you position yourself as the hero in the story, you're actually positioning yourself as weak. And that's where that, you know, the example of you talking about somebody in a story can only like they come up and they just start talking about themselves and they're one upping everybody. Yeah. We all want to get away from that person because we instantly smell that they're super insecure and we don't want to be a part of that. Well, it's the same thing in marketing. When you talk about yourself all the time or position yourself as a hero, you're actually positioning yourself as that annoying person who's incredibly insecure. When you position yourself as the guide, the one who helps the hero win, now you're actually the strongest character in your customer story. Especially if you're talking to people that want a guide, right? And that makes a lot of sense. Yes. So, okay, there's some theory behind this. When we were prepping for this, we talked about the concept of cohesion and fidelity. Help everybody understand what these things mean, please. We kind of like laid all the groundwork here for why story is important, but really then it goes, okay, so how do we tell a good story then? All right. So do I just need to be really entertaining? Do I need to make people cry? Do I need to make them laugh? Like what makes a good story? Well, there are actually rules to story. Story actually follows. It's very formulaic. And why it's formulaic is because when you follow this formula, it creates what we call fidelity and coherency. It keeps the story together and it makes it make sense, right? And so you have to have, in order for a story to be good, it has to actually follow a set of rules that keeps it focused and helps the audience understand it better. And when you break the rules of fidelity and cohesion, what you do is you actually say, and and some of that might be like, let's just even literally talk about it from a sales perspective. If somebody jumps in and immediately says, hey, buy my product. Oddly enough, what you've just done is you've broken the, a rule of story because what you've actually done is started the story with a call to action. A call to action in a movie doesn't actually come till way later in the movie. First, we have to understand who the hero is. 
We have to understand what problems the hero is experiencing. We have to see that there is a guide who can help them win and a plan that moves them forward. And then a call to action comes in, right? If the call to action comes early, then we have no idea why the hero is trying to disarm a bomb. We don't know why it matters, why it makes a difference in a movie, right? If all of a sudden it's just like they're disarming a bomb and then the bomb's disarmed and then it's done, that's not a good story. Well, it's the same thing in sales. When you do things out of order and communicate things not with fidelity and cohesion, what you do is you it's like you starting with your hero trying to disarm a bomb. Buy the shoes, buy the shoes, buy the shoes, buy this necklace. And now they're going, well, I don't know why I need this or it doesn't matter. So you've broken the rules of story. And the research shows that when you actually follow the rules of story and put them in order and actually build and build a story the customer can see themselves a part of, then the, like I said, the influence goes up. The better the fidelity and cohesion, the more a story sticks together, the more they experience narrative transportation the more that that story then influences their thoughts and actions. Very cool. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app and happy listening. All right. So how do we tell stories the right way? One thing that some of us might know is maybe some of us are not very good at telling stories because we, we start to tell a story and people's eyes roll back or, you know, <laughs> or for whatever reason, we just can't figure out how to do it the right way, especially maybe when we're trying to sell something or we're trying to do marketing, right? That is kind of the hardest way to tell a story because if I just tell a story about this random phone call that I got from the stranger that I thought was my brother and it turned out not to be my brother and how I thought the whole time someone had attacked my brother and stole his phone and how I was mysteriously sussing this guy out. That's a fun story, right? And it turns <laughs> out I had an old phone number in my phone. And the moral of the story is I shouldn't have had the old phone number in the store, right? Like you can track with that story, but like I can tell those kind of stories till the cows come home. But when it comes to telling a story for sales and marketing, not sure I know how to do that, you know? Well, you'll see that what you actually just did when you told that story is you actually followed the rules, which is really interesting. And so we'll we'll kind of begin to establish what a good story is. So this, how to create a good story really goes all the way back to Plato. Plato was the one who really started to teach how to write stories in a way that moved people. And they, he and Aristotle would actually argue that the best way to move culture is through story and began to study it, and it's been kind of formalized over the years. But there's a lot of different story formulas, but really when you break down all stories, there are really seven elements that have to be in any good story. Seven simple elements. And I'll explain them first from a storytelling and movie perspective, and then I'll talk to, about the marketing side right after. So when it comes to a good story, any good movie you'll start to see is I'm going to ruin stories for people, ruin movies for people. I apologize right now. But here's some spoilers of where the, every movie you've ever seen is going. The movie has to start or the story has to start with a main character who wants something. And that something has to be very clear. Very early on in the movie, you need to find out what it is that this hero wants. And if that's not there, we don't engage in the story. It has to be very clear and it has to be one thing. So Jason Bourne 
can't, you know, not only want to know who he is, but also want to open a bakery, train for a marathon, get the girl, adopt a cat, right? We're, we're out. We, we can't follow that story. Fidelity and cohesion is already broken because there's multiple stories that are being told. The hero has to want one thing. The second thing then that has to happen, and this happens very early too, within about the first 10 to 12 minutes of a movie, is the main hero has to encounter a problem. And that problem then sets the rest of the story in motion. If there is no problem in the story, there is no story, right? And the problem is the hook. That really hooks the audience in and goes, are they going to be able to overcome this? So a bad guy comes in or a tsunami is going to come destroy the city or a meteor is going towards earth or, you know, the bad coworker is getting in the way, right? There's something that agitates a problem that makes the hero start to enter into that story. So problem is probably the most important piece of any good story. Then the hero, the third point is the hero has to meet a guide. Typically in a good story that's reaching the masses, hero meets a guide, somebody who has been there and done that, who's already ahead of them and is steady and helps the hero win the day. Then the fourth thing is that the guide gives the, the hero a plan you almost always hear in a movie, what's the plan or here's the plan. It's a way of simplifying for the audience that there is a way forward that the hero can win, right? And it makes it clear this is the path the hero has to take. It's not ever ambiguous. It's not like, well, we'll go figure it out. <laughs> they go, no, here's the steps we're going to take. You know, in Ocean's Eleven, they're going to rob the Bellagio. It's never been done. It's impossible. But here's the plan. There's a way for the hero to win. The fifth element is there is a moment that's called the call to action where the hero has to either be in or out. Something is forcing them to be in and out. A lot of times it's a ticking time bomb that's going off or a countdown clock or some kind of action happens that the hero has to say, I have to move on this. Yeah. Or the stroller with the baby is about to go out into the road and there's a car coming, right? Yeah. And the hero has a choice. They can ignore it, but right. they never do. Right. right. <laughs> they always move in and, and get it. But something causes them to act. And then finally, there are stakes in the story. So the last two elements are success and failure. So we know through the whole story, it's been forecast what can happen, what a happy ending looks like so we can root for it, or we know what a tragic ending looks like so we can try to avoid it, right? The bomb is going to go off and everybody's going to die, or the bomb is disarmed and everybody lives happily ever after. Those things have been forecast through the story. So this, just to repeat those, it's a character who wants something who has a problem, who meets a guide, who gives them a plan that calls them to action that results in either success or failure. So that's the most basic story kind of formula. How this then works in marketing is if our job is to actually communicate to our customers or our audience, I don't care if you're on stage speaking at a conference or social media or anything, we have to position our brand and our story in a way that contributes to their survival and thriving. So for them to survive and thrive, the story has to be about them, which means they are the hero of the story. And in your marketing, what you need to do is create talking points that clearly identify what it is that your customer wants in relationship to your brand. So very clearly, they want better marketing. They want to be able to grow their social media platform. They want to have great outfits that make them stand out in a crowd. Or they want to be able to keep their job. Yes, but it has to be really clear and articulated in that way, not just right. make your life better. 
has to be very specific and very clear. And it has to really be one thing. Then the only reason why people are purchasing from you or following you is because you solve a problem for them. So you need to be able to articulate very clearly what problem you solve for your customer or your audience. And you need to talk about that over and over and over again. You need to talk about your customer's problems. That is the hook in the story that makes people pay attention to everything you're doing. Then you come in and you position yourself as the guide. So we started the story the right way by talking about our customer, then talking about our problems. Then you come in as a guide. And the way you position yourself as a guide is with empathy and authority. So empathy is I understand your problems because either I used to experience them, I'm like you, or I work with people who have had your problems. So empathy and then authority is, but I've already won the day, either for myself or for other people. That's testimonies, you know, certifications, things like that. It says I'm capable. Then you actually have to give your customers a plan. You have to show them what are the steps, what are the things that they need to do in order to engage with your product or service, or what do they need to do to win their story? And that needs to be really clear, really simple, typically a three-step plan. That's the way that our brains works. I can get into all that later, but really, if you use a three-step plan, people will pay attention and they will engage because they will see they have a way forward. Then you have to have a clear call to action. What do they need to do to buy your product and service or engage? 70% of small businesses in America do not have a strong call to action on their website, missing out on tons of money because the hero in the story doesn't know what they're supposed to do to win. Buy now, schedule a call, you know, follow me, whatever it is, subscribe. You need to tell people what to do. And then you also need to cast a vision for what their life is like if they do engage and buy your product and service. So aspirational identities, like even in social media, showing the beauty, showing the happiness, showing the joy, casting a vision for what life can be like after they buy your product or service. And then what pain are they avoiding? What failure are they avoiding if they do? But if they don't buy from you, what pain will they continue to experience and how might that get a little bit worse? So what we do is we use what we call a brand script and we actually have people write down talking points for those seven elements of their customer story. So that they have a clear, cohesive story that positions their customers, the hero, them as the guide and invites them into a life that they get to be, that is a better life than what they're living right now. This is super fascinating. I want to ask if you can maybe just come up with an example on the fly of either a client of yours or of the business that you work for. And maybe we just threw a couple different stories, short stories, just so people can wrap their head around what something like this might sound like. So let's say I'm talking about story brand in particular. Okay. So instead of somebody asking me, if somebody asks me, what do I do? I don't say I am a marketing consultant or I work with, you know, I work with big companies like Microsoft and da, da, da. that starts positioning me as the hero of the company, of the, of the story. Instead, somebody goes, what do you do? And I, if I'm following this whole framework, I might say something like, so everybody in business wants to grow their business. They want to reach more customers and grow their business. The problem is their messaging is actually really unclear and they're so close to their product and service that they have a really hard time explaining what they do in a way that makes customers want to buy. 
we used to be like this and we work with thousands of companies that do this exact same thing. And so what we actually do is we come in and we teach people, you know, story is a big buzzword in marketing right now, but nobody really knows how to tell a story. So we teach people how story works and why story is important. Then we actually help them create the story for their company that positions their customers, the hero. And then we show them how to put that in their marketing. And we do that in a couple different ways. You either do it through an online course or we can come in and do a private workshop with companies. And when we do, people stop getting frustrated by creating marketing that doesn't work. And instead, they actually engage more customers and they're able to grow their business. Oh, this is really interesting. And I'm just going to take a stab at this, not even like looking at the script, but I'm going to say, you know, the world of social marketing is constantly changing. The algorithms keep getting updated. Zuckerberg changes things. YouTube's changed. New social platforms pop up and then they change. And it's really hard to be a marketer. And the truth of the matter is it's a real jungle out there. And what a lot of marketers try really hard to learn by, for example, reading newsletters or listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos. And we obviously provide all those solutions, but we found that the best way that marketers can take it to the next level is to go and get intensive training. And that's where we come in by providing social media marketing world, social media marketing workshops, and various other deep professional development for marketers so that After they're done going through there, they walk away with an action plan that allows them to generate more leads, generate more exposure, generate more sales, and become the hero for their company or their clients. Is that an example? That was real good. Okay. That was real good. And and what you did, there was a couple pieces missing, but it actually doesn't really matter. The power, where the power came in in your story is you started with your customer's problem. Versus saying, you know, what does somebody do? Well, we, you know, we do, we started with the social media world is all over the place and algorithms are changing. Right. And as soon as you say that, everybody who's in social media starts going like this. Yes, yes. And what you just did in that statement, even myself, who I would not say that I'm in the social media world, but I feel that pain. I immediately start to transport myself into that story. You invited me into narrative transportation because I can immediately start to go, yes, I like, I don't even know what to do. I mean, I posted this the other day and it only got a hundred likes. And then I posted this other stupid thing and it got 5,000. I start to do that. So that's the narrative transportation part. But how that happened is because you started with my problem. If you would have started with, well, we do workshops and all this other stuff. I go, I don't really know why I need that. But when you started with my problem, I'm in. Good. And I know, like, obviously, there's a lot of work to develop this stuff, but hopefully these two different examples can help everyone who's listening. Okay, so let's get down to some tactical stuff here. How do we actually create some talking points, like starting with the problem? How do we even identify the problem? Because so many people listening might think they know what their customer problems are, but they probably don't know what their customer problems really are. You know, the first thing is just to say, basically, I just ask people all the time, well, why does it, why do people buy from you? Like, why would anybody want to buy from you? And what do they tell you after they've bought from you about how you've changed their life? So even just asking, I mean, we've all had interactions with customers, even if you don't do surveys, you know those things. But that's the biggest key is just to start and say, what problem do you solve for customers? Now, even Nike, when you get like big, like Nike and Apple, they live more in what I would call the branding space versus the marketing space. Branding really is about how you make people feel and the tribe you're creating. 
So a lot of us look at like Nike or Apple or these huge brands and think that we have to create messaging that is like that. They don't need to create marketing and messaging, right? In the sense of like, they don't need to educate people on what Coca-Cola is. They don't go, you know, it's sugar water that makes you feel good. You know, they don't need that. They just have to live in that branding space. Most of us are not that big. And most of us have to live in that messaging marketing place. And the messaging marketing is talking to people and inviting them into the story that shows that you can solve a problem for them. That's the only reason why they're buying from you is to solve a problem. And so you probably have heard people say that, say how you helped them, talked about how their life is better after. But even if that, if you don't have a lot of that, you really just want to sit down with you or your team and say, what problem do we solve for people? And a lot of people think that's very easy with say like services like yours and mine, where we're consulting or working with people. But if you are in social media and you're creating even a fashion brand for yourself, or you're creating a fitness brand, you still want to think through what problems does the, the world that you're building, the, the brand that you're building, what problems does that solve for people? And then once you identify that, you want to talk about it on your platforms all the time. It doesn't have to be every post. The posts that go into your social media can come out of all the different elements of your framework, of the framework. So you can talk about success, you can talk about failure, you can talk about plan, you can have call to action, but you want to talk about the problem a lot. And even in the social media world, what you can see is you can see real live feedback often. So when you start talking about specific problems that people are experiencing and that gets more engagement, more shares, that's going to show you where people are connecting with the story, where they are experiencing the narrative transportation. Once you identify that from those or from talking to your customers, then you want to talk about that all the time. You know, as I'm thinking through all this, I think the story that both of us told didn't really involve necessarily us. And I think that as I'm thinking creatively here, you could tell a story of a specific customer who had a problem, who is a good representative of the kinds of customers you're trying to attract. And that could be the story, right? Like so-and-so Jane struggled here and da, 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 you know, and you tell her story, right? It doesn't have to be your story. You could tell the story of the problem of the macro audience, which I did, right? Or you could tell the story of the founder of the business, right? I mean, like, this is where I think people need to frame that you could tell the story about just about anybody and just about any group of somebody's and still accomplish the same thing. Fair? Absolutely. And that's the, you bring up a good point about specifically say like testimonies or case studies, right? A lot of people, when they're putting testimonies or reviews on their website or in different places, they're just like, we loved it. It was fantastic. The ones that you actually are looking for that are going to be really powerful are people who talk about the problem they're experiencing before, how you help them solve it and what their life is like now. That's a short story. That's three elements of the, of the story framework, problem, solution, results. So it doesn't have to be you getting on there and talking all the time, but somebody else who says these things, my life was like this before I really struggled. This is how this helped. And then I love everything about my life now, <laughs> you know, and if you can get that versus like, I really loved working with Michael. He's fantastic. Nope. That's not great. You want problem, solution, results. You know, when I think about a movie like the original Star Wars filmed in 1977, where it ends, it's a very short 
ending where there's like this parade and the badges around the neck of Luke Skywalker, right? So the casting of the vision of what their life can be like, could it be as simple as just a couple of words or a sentence or how much of the story does that part need to be? Couple words, couple sentences, or even just imagery, right? If we didn't even have words or anything in that movie, but we saw the Death Star blow up and then them all hugging and then being celebrated, those images work. So even on social media, when you're using images of your customers or your audience or even yourself, when you're talking about the success that people experience because of your brand, you want to show happy, smiley people. <laughs> you just do. You want to show. So you can show if you're a fitness instructor who's building a brand to help coach people with health, you want to show even yourself, smiley, happy, fit. You want to show your, your customers, smiley, happy, fit. And you want to cast that vision for them because then people can see themselves in that story as well. JJ, so many people listening right now struggle with story and they've listened or they've watched and they've had a narrative transportation happen and they are beginning to wrap their head around story. But for them, it's still really, really complex and they need a hero. I'm sorry, a guide. There you go. They need a guide, JJ. <laughs> and you are that guide. So why don't you tell people, you see what I just did there? I tried to like, <laughs> you, well are, done, well yeah, done. you are the guy. Like if people want to reach out to you, JJ, on the socials, where should they reach out to you? And if they want to discover more about the services that your business offers, where would you like to send them? So we've actually created an online tool called the online brand script that people can use to basically start creating the messaging they're going to use for their customer story and all their marketing. And all it is, is it has basically all the seven elements that I just talked about with a little box underneath to start writing your customer story. So you can start writing the talking points now. And you can find that at storybrand.com slash brand script. It's very easy to use. And you can just kind of start creating and playing a little bit with talking points that work. And then my personal social media is at Dr. JJ Peterson. And most of it is personal, but I do throw in some marketing tips here and there along the way. Particular platform that, that you're on? Uh, sorry, Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So, so say, okay, it's Instagram. And then it's, what did you say was at JJ Peterson? At, at Dr. JJ Peterson. Okay, cool. JJ Peterson, thank you so much for taking us on a narrative transportation ride here today. We're so much better because of it. Really appreciate your time today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's fun. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash five, six, seven. And if you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. And if you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your fast talking host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.